Let's be honest, SEO can sometimes feel like a long, hard slog. But today we're not going to focus on that side of things. No, today we're going to look at five minute SEO fixes. These are things that you can implement quite quickly on your site to blow up your traffic. Welcome to the Exposure Ninja Digital Marketing Welcome to the Exposure Ninja Digital Marketing Podcast. My name's Tim, I'm Head Ninja at Exposure Ninja. We're an agency that helps our clients get more leads and sales through their website. And that is exactly what this podcast is all about. Now today we're gonna be looking at some five minute SEO fixes. These are things that you can check on your site as you're listening, if you're safe to do so, or when you get to wherever you're going, if it's not safe to do so, and fix quite quickly on your site. Now, a lot of the time we talk about content strategy and uh, you know outreach, things that take loads and loads of time, but there are still quite quick fixes that you can implement very rapidly on your site to get traction. And we see a lot of businesses not implementing these things. We haven't covered a lot of these topics for some time because they are considered in some cases the SEO basics, but we've got a lot of new listeners, so we wanted to cover them for you. If you're an established listener and you think you've got your stuff all sorted, it's worth checking these just in case. So fix number one is title tags. So page titles or title tags are still word for word one of the most important elements of SEO. They're a little piece of hidden code on each page of your site that shows up in the browser tab at the top of search results and on the Google search results page. And by the way, if you want to watch the video version of this podcast, then you can do so on our YouTube channel. Just go to YouTube and search for Exposure Ninja and you'll see all our videos there. Now, not only does Google look at your title tags to decide what each page of your site should rank for, but if you've got a great page title, you'll get more people clicking on your site when it shows up in the search results because it'll be more relevant because you're explaining that you've got the thing that they are looking for. Now, we don't talk much about page titles anymore because they're such a basic thing. They're sort of like a SEO entry level thing that you just need to have sorted. But there are still some incredibly popular sites out there that have not sorted their title tags. Amongst them, bbc.co.uk, the main BBC website. Their title, bbc home. This is criminal. Any SEO sees a homepage title with the word home in and knows that this is a website that has been poorly optimized. The BBC News site has the same thing. Home dash BBC News. What a complete waste. This is prime SEO real estate that the BBC could be using to target any keyword that they want to increase their visibility for. And instead, they've given that space to the word home. There is no excuse for the word home being in any of your page titles unless you're selling stuff for the home or you're selling homes, okay, that's it. What makes a good page title? Well, you usually want to include your target keywords and you usually want to include your target keywords at the start of your page title. Let's do an example together. Let's say, for example, that I'm searching for uh, accounting software. Well, if I go into Google and I search for accounting software, what's the phrase that I am sort of tuned to look for? Obviously, the word accounting software, the words accounting software. So if I see a page title that says accounting software, do beautiful business, which is the top ranking page title for this phrase, I'm much more likely to click on that because I know it matches what I'm looking for. So as well as including your target keywords, you usually want your brand name in and usually you'll put your brand name at the end of your page title because unless your brand name holds particular meaning for people, the first thing that you want to do is establish relevance and only then want to give your brand. So Google will sometimes rewrite your page title. That doesn't worry too much. It doesn't matter too much. You can't stop Google from doing that if it decides, for example, when people just do a branded search, you might find that Google only shows your brand name as your page title. That's absolutely okay. But for all keyword focused searches, you'll usually find that Google relies on your the page title that you've written. So target keywords, any 
USPs, benefits or related keywords, and then your brand name at the end, all in less than 60 characters. Now, one quick tip that you can use to improve your page titles. Remember, one of the goals of your page title is you want to get more people clicking on your site when they see it in search results. So you can have a look at the advertisers that are running ads for the phrases that you're targeting. So whilst in Google ads, you know, uh, if you search for a particular term, the, the title of the ad, this is not the page title necessarily, this is the advertising headline. So it's not directly comparable, but what's gonna be happening is that these advertisers are gonna be testing different headlines to see what gets them the highest click-through rate. So they are gonna be experimenting to see what searches are clicking on most. So sometimes you'll actually learn more about great page titles from the advertisers than the actual page titles of the organic search results. For example, if I do a search for accounting software, I can see that the advertisers are using, um, they're, they're calling out the different business sizes that they want to attract for their software. For example, accounting software, accounting for small businesses, or the best accounting software for small and medium businesses. This isn't something that these businesses are doing in their organic search results. This is only something that they've discovered is important in their advertising headings. Now, this is likely because they want to call out those businesses, they want to attract those clicks and discourage clicks of other non-relevant businesses. But even so, this might be something that I want to adopt into my SEO strategy if I'm targeting these phrases organically, knowing that if I'm selling accounting services, uh, sorry, accounting software for small businesses, for example, and I make my page title accounting software for small businesses, I'm much more likely to get that traffic because those people will see that this is relevant for me. So that is quick SEO fix number one. Fix your page titles on every page. Tim? No, just the pages that you want to rank. The second quick fix is meta descriptions. Now meta descriptions and page titles, well meta descriptions are like the sort of slightly less famous celebrity sibling. They're still important for SEO but they don't hold as much weight and they get nowhere near as much attention. So they're still a quick fix to blow up your traffic and here's why. Whilst in meta descriptions, the little black text that you'll see in the search results describing what's on a page, Whilst they don't directly influence Google to say, well, you know, you need to rank for these phrases because they're used in your meta description, Google isn't looking at the keywords used in your meta description to decide what you need to rank for. They can still get you more traffic and higher click-through rate because if you're writing great meta descriptions that attract people and get those clicks, that's both obviously gonna get you traffic and conversions, which is what we're here for, right? But it's also gonna show Google that you're relevant for these terms, which over time can help you get better ranking. So a few different things that you can do uh, with your meta descriptions. In fact, let's just do, have a look at some examples. So I'm gonna do a Google search for a phrase, uh, best business banks, okay? I'm just gonna read you out some meta descriptions and we're gonna think what makes a good meta description and what makes a rubbish one. Okay, so the first one that I can see here is uh, Lloyds Bank, 58%, Barclays, 58%, Royal Bank of Scotland, 57%, Virgin Money, 57%, NatWest, 54%. So if you'd search for best British banks, and you saw a site with that as the meta description, would you click on it? Probably not. It feels a little bit broken, it's slightly random. Now that's actually not the meta description to that page. Google has pulled some text from that page and displayed it as the meta description, either because the meta description was total rubbish and it gets no clicks, or Google just decides that that text happens to be more relevant to the search term than the meta description that was provided. But either way, that's not good. <laughs> that's not good, not a great meta description at all. Uh, what about this one? Find and compare the best business bank accounts in the UK for your company. Compare rates, features, and pros and cons of the top providers. Is that a good meta description? Yes, absolutely. It tells us exactly what we're gonna get on the page. If that's what we're looking for, we're gonna be really compelled to click that. It's neat, it's, it's not cut off, it's not truncated because it's been written longer than 160 characters. It's nice, it's straightforward, simple, boom. A few other things that you can include in your meta descriptions. Um, you can arouse curiosity. So for example, if I search for something like Infusionsoft alternatives, 
I can see one page title that jumps out at me, uh, which is the five best Infusionsoft alternatives I'll never use keep again. And keep is the other word, uh, other name for Infusionsoft. But the meta description is killer, right? In my opinion, Active Campaign, HubSpot, and Entreport are all better than Infusionsoft. They either offer better flexibility with pricing, dot, 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 and then there's nothing else. So what does that meta description do really well? Well, the first thing is if I'm looking for an alternative, this site's telling me, yeah, there are definitely alternatives and there are loads of alternatives. And then it's tantalizing me by saying that they all offer better flexibility with pricing. So I'm gonna click on that because price is an important consideration in this type of purchase. So what they've done there is they've peaked curiosity. Another thing that you can do in your meta descriptions is include uh, calls to action. So you're not necessarily trying to get someone to act just from the meta description because you want them to come onto your site first. Obviously, they can't become a lead or sale just purely from the meta description that they're seeing in the search results. But if you do a good job of your meta description, you can pre-convert them. So what do I mean? Let's say that you Google teeth straightening. One of the sites that's showing up for me at the moment in the UK is Smile Direct Club. And their meta description says, take impressions, order your clear aligners online and get straight teeth in months. See if you're a candidate for our affordable braces alternative now. This meta description to me is almost perfect. It's really good. It explains exactly what their service is about. So if I'm looking for this service, it tells me everything I need to know pretty much to know whether this is relevant for me or not. There's also a benefit in there, the fact that this happens in months, so it's relatively quick. And then there's a pre-conversion, which is see if you're, sorry, there's a CTA to pre-convert me, which says, see if you're a candidate for our affordable braces alternative now. So I know that the goal of that page is to see if I'm a candidate. Brilliant, that's exactly what I want. And then when I go to that page, what am I looking out for? I'm looking for that CTA, which says, am I a candidate? It's looking for some sort of test or analysis or something like that. So that's really smart. Not only does it pre-convert me, but it also attracts the people that are most ready to take action now, which really is the traffic that you want on your website. So that's number two, meta descriptions. Number three, content headings. Jeez. Now content headings are so, so often poorly implemented. Content headings are when you land on a page, what's the heading, the H1 at the top of that page? And there's a classic mistake that people always make. If you go to invisalign.co.uk, if you're following along, invisalign.co.uk forward slash treatable hyphen cases forward slash overbite. You don't need to go on there, I'm gonna explain what you're seeing. So there is a page here which has a diagram of overbite and Invisalign is a, uh, you know, like a braces alternative that fixes overbite where your top jaw comes out above your bottom jaw. So this is a really important page for them because if there are people out there that have overbite and they're interested in fixing it, this could be a prime page for Invisalign to rank. That traffic is gonna be commercial intent to an extent. It's definitely gonna be interested and Invisalign has a solution. So this is a really good informational slash commercial intent keyword that they'd want to rank for. But this page is total junk. Firstly, the page title is just overbite. Well, that's okay if I'm just searching for overbite, but I'm not just looking for information about an overbite, am I? This page has no information on it, so that's pointless, it's too broad. This should be something like how to fix overbite or overbite solutions or braces for overbite, right? There should be a phrase which has more commercial intent than just the generic term overbite. But then the real problem I have with this page is even if it happened to rank for one of those terms, the content heading just says overbite. And then there's a picture of some teeth, then there's hardly any other information on the page and it is pointless absolutely pointless because even if they ranked for one of these terms 
the traffic that came to this page would immediately leave because there is no context, there's no introduction to Invisalign, there's no information about how Invisalign fixes overbite, really. You have to dig for it. So the problem that they've uh, sort of come into is they've expected people to land on their homepage, to learn information about their homepage, and then logically go through the rest of the site and then maybe say, oh, here's a treatable case. I've got overbite. Would Invisalign fix my overbite? And then carry on their journey looking through other pages. But this is not how people use the internet. This should be an organic landing page, meaning that this should be ranking on Google, bringing in traffic for people searching for a fix for their overbite, and then it should be doing a good job of setting the scene, explaining how this product solves this problem, presents it as a solution, and then has a compelling call to action. But to do that, the heading at the top of this page cannot just be overbite, it has to be something like fix overbite in months today, or sort of fix overbite with clear aligners today, something like that, right? It has to be more intent focused. Let me talk through another example because this is, it's really important, but the difference is quite subtle. So I'm on an accountancy website here, and this accountancy uh, website, this service offers payroll accounting, okay? So they will help you with payroll, they'll produce all the documentation, they'll deal with the tax people and file all the returns, they'll remind you about payroll and all this type of stuff, right? So this is their payroll service. And they've got a page on their site about this payroll service, which is good. The URL of this page is outsourced payroll services. So that's great. That's exactly what someone will be searching for. Their page title is payroll services, and they've got information about their payroll services on this page. So, so far, so good. The problem is the heading on this page is the word payroll. But this page is not about payroll, is it? This page is about payroll services. If I wanted to page about payroll, I'd be expecting things like, what is payroll? How does it work? Uh, how long has payroll been in existence? Whose responsibility is payroll? Does every business have payroll? You know, it's the informational stuff, but this page is actually about a payroll service instead. So this might feel like quite a small thing, but actually this content heading that has completely missed the intent of the searcher means that people who land on this page might be much less likely to stick on it because they're like, well, this page is about payroll. I'm looking for a payroll accountant. So let's just keep looking. Just like the Invisalign page, all about overbite, but it's not about overbite, is it? It's about fixing overbite. So this is a really important, but quite a subtle thing. If you want to see some examples, head over to the video version of this podcast. And by the way, if you're enjoying the podcast or you're enjoying the other episodes at least, then uh, don't forget to leave us a review on whatever platform you're listening to. Our podcast downloads have exploded recently. So thank you so much for your support. We absolutely love reading the reviews. And by the way, on the topic of reviews, don't forget that you can request a free website and marketing review from the team here at Exposure Ninja. This service is killer. If you haven't already requested it, you've got to do so. So all you need to do is go to ExposureNinja.com and fill in a short form. Tell us a bit about your business and your goals and your current digital marketing. We'll then take a look at your website, the marketing that you're doing at the moment and the stuff that you could be doing. And we'll map you out a prioritized action plan that you can follow over the next six to 12 months to generate significantly more leads and sales from your site. So we'll send this over as a video, usually within two to three working days. The whole service is completely free. Okay, completely free. How sick is that? And it's amazing as well. The reviews are sick. Uh, people love them. And some people come back a year later and say, hey, Tim, I've implemented everything from the review. Things are going really well. Thank you so much. It's totally free. So all you need to do to get this is just go to ExposureNinja.com forward slash review and request your free review today. Cool. Two more tips for you. Now, this one's actually not a five minute tip, but it's going to save you way more than five minutes. So I thought I'd include it. And that is just simply rewriting old posts on your site. The temptation can be that I know I need to publish blogs on my site and I know I need to do this every week or month or whatever. So I'm just going to keep smashing that and I'm just going to keep writing more and more and more and more stuff over time. But sometimes that is not the most efficient use of that time. Rather than writing a whole new article for your site, sometimes it's much faster to rewrite an old article that's doing okay 
but could do with a bit of a boost. We do this for clients. Let's say that we've got a client that wants to rank for an informational term. Let's say they're, they're in accountancy software because we've been talking about this. And let's say that they want to rank for a phrase like how to automate payroll because someone searching for that might be interested in buying accountancy software. Well, let's say that they've got old posts on this topic on their site, but some of them are doing okay, but really none of them are absolutely killing it. They're a bit old, they're you know, a few years old, they could be more detailed. Well, we can go find the best performing one, fix it up, add more detail, make it a bit longer perhaps, bring it up to date for the new tax regulations or whatever, add some more graphics. We can do all of that stuff much quicker than writing a new one from scratch. And because the old post may already have links, ranking and traffic, we might see growth much quicker than if we were starting again with a brand new post. So fixing up your old posts is a real, I don't wanna say SEO hack, but it's kind of a bit of an SEO hack. And you'll notice the top performing sites consistently rewrite their stuff to make it more relevant and to keep updating it. And that's exactly what Google wants to see with the site's content. Okay, fifth and final five minute tip. This really is a five minute one, it's killer. And that is supplier testimonials. If you want some backlinks, here's a great way to get them quite quickly. Give your suppliers testimonials to post on their website. Guess what? They'll want to show off the great testimonial that, they've, that you've given them. And when they do, you'll often get a link. If they don't include a link, say, hey, by the way, love the testimonial that you've used on your site. Can you just include a link to us, please? Thank you. So the better the testimonial, the more likely they are to show it off on your site. This is really, really simple way of building some good quality links. So there you have it. Five, five minute, quick SEO fixes that you can implement immediately. Don't tell me that you're doing all five. So go and implement the one, two, three, four, or even all five that you're not already doing. And then drop us a review in the podcast to let us know how you're getting on. Hope you've enjoyed the show. See you next week.